0: Welcome to the Wild Remedies Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Francois, and I'm here to bring you captivating stories from some of the most fascinating people I've connected with on my own journey of physical, mental, and spiritual well being. So sit back, relax, and get ready to be inspired. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Wild Remedies Podcast. Today, I'm chatting with Dr. Haley Michelson. She's just such a wonderful, beautiful soul. I met her a few years ago when I first moved to the Okanagan, and since then, both of us have kind of gone on pretty interesting journeys, (laughs) which you'll get to hear about, and I'm just so honored to finally get to be back with her and connect with her again and bring her medicine to all of you. Um, a little bit about Haley is that she spent more than 20 years learning mind, body, and soul levels of healing, and she practiced as a naturopathic doctor. That's actually how I met her, and what I really loved about her, uh, I remember just in our first session, she was starting to bring in these aspects of my soul and telling me that I have like this really big soul, and I was like, oh, this is really cool. It's the first time I've worked with somebody um, who both worked in, you know, with the physical, but also the, the spiritual. And a thing that Haley noticed with her patients over the years is that the ones who were able to heal the most <laughs> were those who were attuned and able to listen to their soul and their intuition. Um, She could also see how standard medicine was progressing into more um, integrative paradigms, which is great. Um, And this was kind of like the most successful thing for real remission and full healing. And she really saw that the missing piece was so evidently the soul bit, right? And she couldn't let go of this quest um, and ended up leaving her naturopathic practice. So she's recently retired, and she's stepped fully into working as an intuitive healer, a psychic medium, and a soul journey hypnotherapist. Uh, Haley is passionate about soul-level healing and founded the Soul Strong Institute to teach the soul-to-body interface and teach others intuitive coaching, mediumship, psychic development, and hypnotherapy. She also offers intensive mentoring in twin flame, karmic healing, past life regression, and soul journey work. Yay, so there's lots that we unpack in this episode, and let's just jump right into it. Please meet Dr. Haley Michelson. Hi, guys. Just a quick PSA to let you know that our magic elixirs have gone down in price, and... We're keeping it that way. Same amazing quality with real plant extracts and nutraceuticals like the ceramicides in our glow potion that legit plump your skin. And speaking of quality, this is something that is really important to me. And that's why all of our products are crafted with medicinal grade extracts. Unfortunately, a lot of herbal blend brands out there are simply using ground plants that are not extracts. This means that you get very little benefit if you're just blending them up in a milk or a smoothie or throwing them in your morning coffee. Herbal plant medicine needs to be extracted in order to be effective, kind of like tea, which is an infusion, for example. So you need to steep the botanicals in hot water over time to extract the volatile oils, that then become bioavailable to your body. So how do you know if a company is using an extract or not? It's pretty simple. They generally clearly state it. (laughs) It'll be listed as a ratio on the packaging. Like for example, the three to one chaga extract in our spice chocolate potion. We also have a 20 to one passion flower extract in our relaxation potion. So very, very easy to distinguish and Actually, speaking of chaga mushroom, make sure that you're getting wild sourced and not cultivated, otherwise you're missing out on like the majority of the good stuff, which comes from the birch trees that they're meant to grow on. We use wild Siberian chaga mushroom and it is the best. So extracts are more expensive, yeah, but it's a lot better to invest in something that works than throwing your money away on something that doesn't, right? Rant over. I'm just seeing this so much in the industry right now and we need to call it out so we can do better as medicine makers. And so we're able to make better decisions as consumers. So if you feel called, check out our collection of high vibe elixirs that support your immunity, skin health, and stress levels at wildremedyshop.com. Dr. Haley Michelson, I am so, so, so excited to see your face again. (laughs) It has been so long, so long. Yeah, it's exciting to be here. Oh oh my gosh. Okay, so a little bit of context to people who are listening. When I first moved to Kelowna... (laughs) was it like four years ago, I stumbled into your office when you were still a practicing naturopathic doctor, which you're not doing that anymore, Anymore, which is why. (laughs) Yeah. yep. And you were just so amazing and you had the best energy and just uh, such wonderful healing vibes. And we worked together for a little bit and then you went through a huge transformation. I've been going through a huge transformation. Mm -hmm. It's so much and now we get to connect again and I'm so excited to like catch up.
1: Yeah, awesome. The past few years. Yeah, so cool. me too. Yeah, awesome. So awesome, Krista. Oh
0: well, I mean, maybe we could get started there and just talk about some of this transformation or at least give people kind of um I guess a glimpse into your background, into yeah. how you you how you got into doing what you're doing
1: and some of those big jumps and leaps and things that you've made recently. Yeah, sure. Thank you. I think, you know, most of the time I talk about how As a practitioner, I felt that there are missing pieces and there was a missing piece in my work and kept getting drawn to finding out more and more and more, you know, as much as I possibly could about healing. Um, But for me, it actually started even like when I was younger, um, knowing that I was intuitive and highly sensitive and extremely introverted and aware of a lot of the vibrations and the things around me um, and only learning more about them and, and having somebody help me with all of that when I was, you know, a teenager. And sort of that pull and that understanding that there was more to the experience in life, even and life in a body that was so much more sensory and more about, you know, intuition and how we could pick up on more and and shut it down less. It took me towards this whole quest um, to figure out how to incorporate that at the same time that I went through my own like pains and things as a teenager and an eating disorder and things that really sparked interest in healing. And the two came together really um in that after practicing naturopathic medicine for 10 years n- noticing that the clients that we could empower the most with intuition and who were naturally intuitive or who I I could teach some intuition to really could choose their protocols and their situations and their daily food and everything their supplements their sessions what therapies they needed they could choose them better and so the more that I could empower people to become intuitive, the more they would heal and the deeper they would go. And at the same time that was happening, I was still doing other work within retreats and intuition and noticing that there's a whole layer to healing that it has to do with the soul. And this is not to do with religion. It's it's really literally just the energy structure, right? Like we're a physical structure and an energy structure and that energy structure hasn't really been addressed well in medicine or in healing paradigms. We've done mind-body medicine, but we haven't really done mind-body-soul, right? So the two things collided, and it left me just feeling like it was just time to figure out how to teach more people to become intuitive, but also how to teach more practitioners to take in soul-level work in their own way, completely separate to religion, just their own way of understanding soul-level healing. And my obsession and sort of like my favorite thing is to break things down as small as possible and as easy as possible for learners to take them in so soul Storm was created in a very stepwise structured tangible way to teach intuition and then like subconscious mind and soul healing which is the same thing like hypnotherapy and then soul journey hypnotherapy where we could heal parts of the soul Um, so it goes from you know, kindergarten and learning intuition all the way up to really, really high level soul healing work. Yeah. And my life has followed that. I would say it just has been the same transition for me that, you know, people go through the stretch and I felt it too, as I learned. And the way that I operate is I just listen to like my own guides and my own team, really for the way that these things need to be taught, which is why Soul Strong doesn't feel like mine and the content doesn't even, it feels like these beings that needed to get it through me. But the same thing happened to me as I learned it and was taught it and how to teach it and practiced it with clients in soul journey and things as I was stretched really hard and went through huge transitions in the last while. So starting with ending medicine and a couple of years of teaching intuition and then moving into soul journey work stretched me into huge transitions and sort of like accelerates all the things you need to go through, um, which we can talk about a little bit as well, but I've been through huge stretch lately. Like you can, you name it, I've had to let it go. Um, yeah. And just arrive here in the now. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: yeah. I love that you call it stretching. Um,
0: yeah. I'm in a period of that right now too. And it just yeah. feels like you're being
1: ripped in like <laughs> every direction. All the directions. Yeah. Right. right? Yeah. 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 Sometimes it has a sensation, like you mentioned burning, right. It, it feels sometimes like things are, there's a, some kind of paradigm there, but I find like the base of it, or if you want to call it like the in Buddhism suffering and things the base of that feels to me like a stretch is happening because even negative emotions um, like pain and um, like intensive fears or anxiety or things that we avoid, um, still, if we go towards them even just a little bit, we start stretching, right? And the reason is because as we get closer and closer to the epicenter of an emotion, the more information is there about alignment. And so the more we can use it to grow and stretch, but they feel the same in that process, right? For people, it feels like growth and stretching and anything outside of our comfort zone is just so, so difficult sometimes.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what what I'm noticing um, with the process that I'm going through right now, because, you know, I don't know if it's just my life path or whatever, but I've had many, many challenging um, periods in my life and I deal with them in a a much different way than I used to. It used to be much more destructive. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And now it's like, okay. You know, through working with intuitive people like yourself, and communicating with my guides, and having an understanding of the reason of the processes that I'm currently going through, and you know, tying it into astrology and being like, okay, there's, I see why there's some hard energy going on here. Like, I can rationalize all of those things. Yeah. And so, I'm, I feel like being in a difficult space right now for me feels um, not as anxious as it used to be. There's like a trusting. That can, you know, that that I'm falling into and it feels less scary in that sense. But I'm it's it's still processing through me through the physical. Yeah. So my body is just like, whoa, like yeah. this is this is hard. So my mind's like, haha, like, you know, I, I remember I think I posted something on Instagram. Like I, I saw like some of these hard things starting to manifest in my life, and I was just like, bring it on universe. Like I've been through this shit before. (laughs) Like you can't take me down. And, you know, mentally I have felt like quite strong and resilient, but it's still getting me another way. Right. And it's to the point where I'm having a hard time getting out of bed right now. Like just physically, my body's just like on fire. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's like yeah. you still you still have to go through it. Like there's still a process that 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 happens even if it's not in the same way that it's it's happened before and maybe you are moving
1: through it in a more healthy way. You yeah. still
0: you still feel it.
1: That's right. Yeah, for sure. But that is the body. That's the nature of the body. Like sometimes I think about it because we're busy teaching these high level stuff soul journey and intuition and stuff and The way that I teach everything is that the body to soul interface is what matters. And I even I sort of joke that there's no mind, like mind, it shouldn't be mind, body, soul, it's just body soul. Um because to a point, like the embodied experience of being here, it everything revolves around the body and and we don't listen to soul by opening the crown chakra and just opening a third eye. It's not a magical, you know, vapid experience. When you learn to listen to soul with us at Soul Strong, you learn very quickly that it's all about the body. And that's why I was a doctor. You know, I often had this process where it's just like, why did I do this? Like why did I pay two hundred and twenty thousand dollars to go to med school and do all this stuff and practice clinically when my passion has always been soul? Like was I I was a closeted psychic for sure, but was that what kept me from being out in the world as an intuitive or what happened? And I I always come back to like, it's because a lot of soul practitioners and people teaching alignment and even emotional wellness and resilience and you name it, all the things they're still mostly talking about emotions, mental, mind, and even intuition to a point and sometimes soul. And they're forgetting the body, right? And so it's like when you when you do that, you you end up sometimes in that place where the body catches up to you and the body says no, right? Like Gabor Mate's work, we just it just body says no eventually when we're not listening. But even even more acutely I find than that is if we approach it in a way that's like let's just listen to body. Like, what would happen if you just listened to your body for seven days and did anything body wanted and really respected the body just for a short period like that? Well, everything changes. And guess what happens? Intuition gets louder because intuition, the language of the soul and intuition is symptoms, sensations. It's all things to do with the body. And yes, it can be imagination and things, but that's a construct within the mind and the body and the brain. So our experience of listening to soul and the way to access intuition and to listen and find your alignment, like... Where do you turn now if everything's on fire and the body's catching up to you? We need to go in and ask, what's the alignment here for you, right? Like, where do where do we need to point you and what's next for you? And what what can we learn from this experience of the body catching up to you or the feeling of being on fire or the massive stretch? Like, there's so many golden nuggets in there for people to find their alignment, right? But we have to listen to it from the body, you know? So, like... When we just listen to sem- symptoms, sensations, and experiences, but we go into them, we don't just say, okay, I'm uncomfortable, I'm here, I'm listening, I'm present, and I'm meditating. It's not even just that. It's actually to then go into the sensation. Like imagine traveling inside it and look for insight. Like ask it, ask the fire that you feel or the really uncomfortable stretch that lives in the solar plexus or like the anxiety in the chest. What do you got from me, Right like what where is the alignment within this sensation or this emotion or this symptom right psoriasis skin stuff what do you got you know where is the alignment here body is interfacing with soul and body saying this experience that i'm feeling and this location and this in this present time and space is is either aligned for me or it's not and the soul is going to feed back and say here's your gut feeling that you need to move to a different city here's your gut sensation that a different relationship is waiting for you like here's what I'm going to tell you and soul is trying to shape you and guide you into the right alignment track but it's interfacing that that whole system with the body right so when people come in and they're they're used to being in their bodies and they're quite embodied and all of that I still get them to press deeper into the body because it's like an infinite oasis of of like beautiful alignment data to tell your soul where are we at and so that the soul can tell back well this is where we need to go right? So the body, it's like that exact sensation I would take you in there, probably through hypnotherapy, you know, Krista, and like let you go into the sensation and let the insight of it arise, right? Like what, well, who is it that you what is it you need to listen to? Is it someone you need to talk to or a business decision or more rest or what kind of rest or different things? And sometimes people know about 20% of that. They're like, I know I need to stop drinking wine. I know I need to do X, Y, Z, but there's still 80% that's so deep in that subconscious space of the soul and stuff that it's like, what, what about the deeper, the deeper stuff? Right. Yeah, Yeah, totally. Yeah. And so many people are dealing with that right now. I think like we were meant, we were talking about post COVID you know, COVID put them into this, like they touched into, they got real still because they had to. And then they touched into a little more in the body and and the intuition and soul space, a little bit more about alignment. uh, But they had some fight or flight going, I think at the same time. So they couldn't really let it come through, let it act on it. And then now that the fight or flight is gone and everybody's kind of like, okay, they still touched into that space and that space is still talking to them. (laughs) So they're like, Okay, this doesn't feel right anymore and this doesn't feel right and this doesn't feel right and this doesn't feel right, but I'm a little not sure what would feel right or where to go or what to do. And that's where people need to become empowered with intuition. And every time there's been these spiritual expansions within within the world and things, it often has like come right after some kind of huge huge event like some kind of pandemic or a huge shift politically. So I think it's like the shift and all of that starts to have people wake up and then the waking up is where we need to help them go next. Right, like the real, real listening. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean, it can just feel uncomfortable to be like <laughs> this phrase that I say all the time. I want something, but I don't know what I need. Something, yeah, right. But I don't know what. right? It's just like yeah, that feeling. Yeah. Like, like, do I need a snack? Do I need? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> life match to my house and move to Portugal. Like, I don't fucking know, but I just know how yeah. I feel real uncomfortable yeah. right now. And to change.
1: Exactly. Yeah, totally. Right. And that's what I mean. It's like, if people touched into that even more and they're like, this is definitely not right for me, but what is it? Like, what do we do? Right. And yeah. where do we go? And that missing piece, I call that the missing piece. That's what that's what I see in practitioners too. Same, right? Like all the practitioners listening, you can probably relate to that. It's like, I know I could take people farther and deeper somehow. I got to take another course. I have to find another thing. And that, that's exactly what I wanted to address at Soul String by teaching subconscious work and soul level work because and intuition, they're the missing pieces, right? But they're the missing pieces for you too and me too and everybody when we're like, I don't know what I need. I just know I need something. It's like a calling forward of something, of disalignment or alignment, right? Disalignment is either pushing you to 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 wake up or alignment is calling you to wake up. But the waking up part is like, what, right? It's so hard for people to understand how and what to do, right? But there there is actually a pathway, like there's a way to just teach this step-by-step step. and you could learn it too, <laughs> you know? So you're like, the the feeling you have right now starts to be like, I've got this, right? I I know I've got this. I'm just going to be in this process and start to listen more and more. And then I'm going to know. I just going to know. And that confidence within self is everything. Like every difficult thing that I've been through. And recently, it was everything. Like I said, every single thing had to be let go of. And that was for me, the biggest, like not test, but experience of sitting in that feeling of like, I'm going to trust that I'm going to know when I know. Right, half the time we want answers right away, and we want to know exactly what to do right now. But actually, a lot of souls are here to practice patience. When we take them into soul space, but just like the space kind of between lives, where the soul is sort of in its origin energy, we get to talk to the soul council, and we get to find out more about the person's purpose and calling. And everybody thinks, "What's my purpose?" And they think, "Doing what am I here to build or do or heal or fix?" But actually, when I started this work, I was just shocked by how many people are actually here just to experience love or heal a karmic bond with someone, like a twin flame or something, or here to practice patience. I've got that one. <laughs> and it's like, what? Like, this can't be why I'm here to just do this, right? Like, I have callings that have to do with teaching and all this other stuff. But part of it for me was also being in, in an experience of deep, transformative love which we could do a whole podcast episode on. but And also part of it was to practice patience. And I see a lot of those virtues that people are, the soul is just here to fine tune and work on. So I've learned from that as well. Yes, we want to know the answer right now, but what if we're actually supposed to sit in it for a while for a reason? And we're going to know what to do with the business or the life or the relationship or whatever it is. In about two months, and those two months have so much gold in them, we waste our we waste our space and our time just looping around of what to do, what to do, because we actually aren't being called to do right now or being called to practice something. The thing is, once we have that insight, we can sit in it very much more easily because we can sit and say, this is what I'm supposed to be doing right now. There is no doing right now. And it's very uncomfortable, but it's less uncomfortable when you know you're still in alignment, right? That you're not supposed to be freaking out and acting. You're just supposed to be in it, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And those two things oh. are different. They're hard to kind of <laughs> put your finger on, but yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's tough. And like, even if you do know, and you know you are in alignment, like it, it can still be difficult. Like huge the current situation that I'm facing right now is what well, from the outside, what it looks like is a complete undoing of one of my businesses. Right. And yep. I have people in my business that I'm trying to. <laughs> calm down. Right. And be yeah. like, we're playing a soul game here. We're playing mm-hmm. the God game. Like mm-hmm. I have trust. I'm not freaking out. I know everyone else's right now. I know what's happening on the other side of this. Yes. It's really uncomfortable. Yes. We're going to have to deal with a lot of shit that nobody wants to deal with right now, especially not me. Yeah. <laughs> but I know that there's something on the other side. I don't know what it looks like. I don't know how this is gonna happen. And that's not my job to know. My know or my job is to trust. Mm-hmm. And it's been weeks and weeks of just like living in this space of like, oh my god, what is happening? Like everything is on fire. And more things, and I like I just keep we keep getting brought deeper with more things falling apart. But then a little ray of sun peeks its head out and you're like really is this yeah. <laughs> is this actually happening like if yeah. there's some light at the end of this tunnel and yeah. it gets like a little bit bigger and then in the end and i'm not Ooh, quite there yet but i know that it's gonna be just something so wonderful that you know moves Moves me into alignment into something that I that, that is so much bigger and more potent and more aligned with what my soul came here to do,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: but it's still yeah, tough, exactly right, and it's especially so tough. When you gotta calm down everybody else around you, too. You know, yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's wild, yeah,
1: yeah. Although humans innately know what you just said, I find that like healing has a, a formula. Like, to heal something, it needs to arise, it needs to be experienced to an extent, and it needs to be let go of in order to make space for the new way, right? Mm -hmm. And hypnotherapy, that's all... Essentially, whether we work with the inner child or we do a regression to a pastime or uh, a memory or some kind of insight, it's all the same at that point, is that we've allowed something to arise and the subconscious drives that ship, hopefully, if the practitioner is doing a good job and the subconscious tells you what's first in that therapeutic healing order. Um, but once it's arisen, like and then you can look with look at it and trust, that's how we heal. We don't heal. We can't heal in that way of like planting seeds first and pressing them through all the other we have to let things arise and let them go to make space for healing right and Mm -hmm. growth and expansion is the same it's the same formula it's we need to let go in order to make space to allow healing always Mm -hmm. and allow the new way and hypnotherapy is always the subconscious mind which is the soul always is there's an there's an old way that's now blocking the person from where they need to go and there's a new way and the new way is usually apparent to them in some ways in their speech and things. They tell you a little bit about it, like how they would like to feel or what they'd like to feel instead, or how the next chapter for their business or their team is bigger. And they sometimes have that insight, right? But we still have to do a process there to allow the old way to be let go of. Because if we don't make space for so the new way, it doesn't have space. It just doesn't mm-hmm. arise, right? So it's it's funny. I tell in the hypnotherapists in training when they're like, I forgot is part of that parts therapy and I forgot to do this thing with inner child and all the things in the session it was no good or something right and I review the session and or we talk about it or it's live or we're doing it together and I always tell them as long as you let the subconscious rise up what it wants to let go of and you help them let it go and you accentuate making space to allow the new way and you tell the subconscious that the new way is now the new way is there and it's so easy how long does that take it takes four minutes and it's so powerful right and we can do that to ourselves. We can trust, like you said, that we are making space. And that that all by itself is everything. Like I did a 30-day retreat when I was in my 20s, twice in the winter in Colorado, and we worked with space and the awareness of space. And that process is what taught me that space and making space is more powerful sometimes than any of the doing and any of the manifesting and any of the other things. Because space is where we let the things that need to come through, come through but it's hard. And you, you're onto that. Like that's what your team needs to hear too, right? Is mm-hmm. that this is what we're doing here. We're trusting and we're not panicking because we're going to trust that space is being made and out of space arises infinite anything, infinite alignment, infinite good things, infinite abundance, whatever, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So the
1: space is the thing, but isn't space uncomfortable? We like to hide and we like to be comfortable and we'd like to have mental mind loves to know the plan because <laughs> yeah. it feels like the plan is going to make everything safe, right? Yeah. 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 I know. I, I, you know, thoughts
0: that are, have arisen a lot for me. It's like, well, what what do I do? What, what do I do about this? Like, I should be doing something. You know, in the beginning, yeah. it was like that. And totally. then I got to the point where yeah. I was like, okay, no, this is not a time for doing yeah, <laughs> oh, we do that. Right. We're just like, yeah. how do I fix it? Like, what do I like, like yeah. to be something that I can do? <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, because it's safe and secure. We just feel like it is right. Half of the half of the things are letting mental mind breaking down the mental mind and working with mental mind, moving to the background and opening up spaces that have nothing to do with mental mind because it's so heavily blocking right which is an interesting why like why are we born with that whole setup and that whole parenting and the whole thing with community and shame and and this obsession with belonging and love and stuff like it comes from the soul but it also turns into a whole bunch of fear right and a whole bunch of core beliefs that things aren't okay and that we need to control everything as much as possible and we need to do and like it just goes on and on and it's all mental mind right so why are we born like that to go through that to then need to undo it to awaken. <laughs> right? It's like, like yeah. <laughs> it's Really annoying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I dream. I have kids. So I daydream all the time. I'm like, how could we undo all of the things that are doing right now to them? Like before they even happen, how can I undo them? Or, but maybe it's just where we're at culturally too. Right. It's just how it is. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah but it's good. Yeah. That was interesting that you said the subconscious mind is soul. Mm-hmm. And is, is that the same as intuition?
1: Yeah. The soul intuition is like the language of the soul, right? It's like, it's like the essence of the wisdom, right? And the communication there is like how we listen the way that's the way I I view intuition, right? It's that empowered sense of knowing, but knowing it means you know it, which means you're listening to it. Right. And the soul itself, the way I see it is like awake, the, the subconscious mind is always awake and the soul is awake and the mental mind falls asleep at night, but the subconscious mind is always awake. And When we have an ability just through gentle like hypnotherapy, guided meditation, really, um, to just move mental mind to the background, even 50%, so mental mind is still engaged and watching, we access the wisdom of that energy structure, the soul, right? And we hear intuition and we start to understand that. And what people haven't really realized is the subconscious mind, I think they call it a mind because it's a wisdom, so they feel like, oh, this must be a mind. Um, But it's just the soul, it's just people aren't quite ready for that word and they're not quite ready for things and not sure how it could work with religion. But what they need to do is put it all down and just understand that they have an energy structure and that thing has wisdom. And that's part of what's guiding them forward. And accessing that is how, how, how do we access that? We have to move mental mind aside. Like we were just talking about, we have to move mental mind aside and get in tap into that space and that, that whole realm, which is just the subconscious realm. And so it can be done negatively. And there's like a lot of therapists still trained, a lot of the old UK style and stuff that's negative suggestive therapy where they're in there and they're saying negative things because when we're in that space, the soul is like listening and it's very taking everything in. It's very porous. So there's ways to do it very badly, I think, you know, but that's part of what Soul Strong is doing is taking it forward in a gentle, intuitive way and taking it farther and higher into soul spaces and things. Um, But, it is the soul, like as much as much as like, sometimes depending on who we're like, should we avoid saying soul today? Like, <laughs> even though we're soul strong, like but it, it really is the soul and it, that has nothing to do right with any dogma. It's just the energy structure. And that's all we're getting at really with soul strong as well. Um, but the very cool thing is that that's not hard to access. This is not like really in some ways, mediumship and psychic work and all of that is a way farther stretch to teach and take in and let the mental mind wrap its head around it and stuff. With the soul stuff and hypnotherapy, it's so gentle and it's so easy to access deep core beliefs that we didn't know we had. It's so easy to access the soul's desires. Like Soul Journey is exploding for us right now because people are like, wait a second – you can tell me my purpose. And we're like, you're going to tell you your purpose. And yeah, we'll just take you there and you'll find out. We'll take you to the right place to talk to your guides and your situation and your data and find out what you're doing here and what you want to do here. Um, and it's so transformative and so powerful when we activate the person's soul frequency. Like, imagine your body has a frequency and your personality and the trauma and the pains and this current time and space have frequencies and you have a soul frequency and it's all your frequency. But imagine if I could just take away like transparencies of the frequencies of the body and your personality and your mental mind and what's happened to you and you're left with your soul vibration. Like just just who are you as a soul? And then I said to you, I'm going to teach you how to fully know what that feels like and activate it at night every day and turn it back on when it fades into the other vibrations and gets mixed up with other things what happens is it's like a little magnet in there that just turns on and everything the soul wants to experience shows up and mental mind thought that you needed to manifest money and the man and the things maybe right and people are manifesting but they're still trying usually they're not manifesting in full flow this kind of manifestation often has nothing to do with mental mind Like my soulmate walked in and it was a woman and I didn't know that I wanted to be with a woman. I was married and went through this huge transition and all the things and there was like the love of my life and all the feelings around it and everything that I went through. But I didn't know that and mental mind never told me that's what I wanted. Like I had no clue some of the desires that my soul had. And that whole relationship and that entire experience is because my soul is here to experience that with her and we have a whole history on that and it's part of the work that needs to be done in the world right now is on love and a new kind of love I think but that is a great example it's the probably the most extreme example of turning on your soul (laughs) vibration and that magnet and your soul just saying okay well this is what I am calling towards me now that I'm vibrating pure. It's this and it's this, and this is, this is a thing. And this is the thing and all the rest needs to go. And it can happen really fast. So when we do soul journey, we like prepare people and we, we work with them after, and we coach them. And some of the practitioners are like, should we tell everyone they're going to divorce in this process? Cause we see it so often. <laughs> we're like, yes. Nope, we're not going to say that, but that's so common. And it's not because it's a, you know, a shaker and a mover in the wrong way. It's because it's in the right way. It's because people aren't experiencing deep love and they're not connecting with their partners and things. And so like the soul is just like, well, that's the end of that. I need to be with someone who's like fully supporting my journey or whatever. So there's huge chaos that ensues, but also so much beautiful alignment because it's like what the soul is here to experience. So we don't, we don't always know what those things are in mental mind, but when we start to work through that hypnotherapy work and soul journey, well, it just starts to turn everything on that the soul is here for. And it feels so good because that's what we're here for. Like whether, you know, whether mental mind knows what you're here for or not, if you start just like that process and that's, that stuff is coming towards you, it feels incredible. It's difficult, but incredible because you're, you're in the flow of like your deepest part of you of what it wants to experience. Mm. Yeah. Oh Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. It's intense, but beautiful, right? Yeah. And powerful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Transformation ugh, is just so much more potent and satisfying when you can just feel it deep within yourself that
1: this is what you're meant to do. Right? Yeah. Even the, the hardest things in life, when people know that it's like, really aligned for them they travel through it with so much more resilience and so much more confidence and that doesn't mean it doesn't have pain it doesn't mean it doesn't have like endless amounts of that feeling of like grief loss pain letting go but it it just feels completely different when we have that trust and we've heard like we've heard ourselves explain to us that this is right you know and that's so beautiful imagine if everyone was connected to their wisdom and was listening to soul and traveling forward like that and doing their best with other people, I guess you could say, but at least knowing that what they were doing was aligned for them. They would feel so much more inner peace, right? And they would feel like so much more confident and resilient in general. And it would be painful still, I'm sure to be in the body. It's been so much pain for me. My my life has been lots of suffering, lots of pain. So I understand a lot of that. But I also know that the more that I listen, the more I'm equipped with this strange kind of like a a bounce back feeling where I'm like, this is really painful and I'm really sensitive. So yeah. And, but also I'm in it, in the right channel. Right. And so, yeah. And that little bit of light you mentioned, I keep thinking of that, like as we talk, um, because it reminds me so much of, there's like this funny thing that happens to me where I, I start to feel like, that's it. I've lost it. Like my capacity's done. Like I can't, I'm not listening anymore. We're not doing any more retreats. I'm not doing this work anymore. It's too stretchy. It rips me apart too much and it causes too much chaos. Like I'm out. and And then I avoid for a while. I do some weird things. Like I just do life for a while. And usually something really funny happens. Like a big tunnel of rain happens where like, a foot to the the right, there's no rain and a foot to the left, there's no rain (laughs) or like snow or something, these tunnels, or it's really dark out and like a big light shines in my face or the the oncoming traffic or something just hits me in a way that makes me almost shake with light or something. And I'm always like, ah, there's always this message that's like, this is the light, like you're going in the right direction and everything is well. You just need to stay focused and turn to that direction and keep listening right? And keep keep following that little bit. And those moments I find like they arise when we've been thinking about or talking about the correct direction. So we're like, I think this is right for the business, right? And then like a bit of light shines through the window or something happens, right? And you're like, Seriously. okay, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. It's yeah. Wild.
0: So- and how that happens is through intuition. Like mm-hmm. I had a big aha the other day, literally it was like a week ago, oh my God, this show was so crazy and so magical and awesome. But like, I woke up and had a bunch of thoughts flood through my mind. And I was just like, oh my God, I was doing a whole bunch of stuff wrong. And I need to sell a piece of my business or the whole business or something. Like just all, all of these ideas came through. Yep. And it just felt like, In total alignment. I don't know what this is gonna look like, but there was just there was just a big energy shift. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sitting outside in my backyard. So like I live in the middle of Kelowna, like just the middle of town, right? Yeah. And I'm sitting in my backyard and I'm messaging my friend and one of my my team members, and I'm just like giving her a little download on, you know, kind of what's coming up for me. And then other thoughts kind of kept coming up, and I was like, okay, I think I need to take some steps in this direction and talk to this person and da-da-da-da-da. And as I'm sitting there, I look up and this giant fucking bald eagle just flew (laughs) over my head. And I was like, just literally started laughing because this kind of stuff happens. And I mean, but this was like, when have you ever seen a huge bald eagle in the middle middle of of town? (laughs) And I was just like. Oh my God. So I run upstairs and like, I have like my animal deck and I open up the deck. like what's the meaning of the card. And it's all about like, yes, you're leveling up and all this new stuff is coming in and new perspective and whatever. And I was just like, Oh yeah. my God. Same day I went to the beach and I was just kind of like reflecting and walking by the water. And again, another bald eagle float flies over my head. And I was just like, so oh, amazing. This yeah. is, this is how you get symbols, right? They're like their feelings, they're epiphanies, they're ahas, they're shivers. There's Fucking flying eagles over your head in the
1: middle of town that's it exactly yeah exactly yeah people often ask ask me about numbers and they're like what does it really mean if you see these numbers and I always say same with the animals and the totems and and stuff and I think sometimes too even we teach mediumship like to our community and stuff in the inside and and I think too I I always explain it it's like sometimes there's something like a guide or something that wants to help you um, create some awareness but the things are there. The numbers are all around you. The like animals are there. Everything's there, but something's helping you pay attention. So something asks you to look up, right? Something, something points you at the like exact numbers or the letters or something. And that awareness process is also an interface between your wisdom and sometimes wisdom within guides, ancestors and things. But same thing with intuition. Like sometimes people talk about like, I did, I did the intuition foundations and everything changed. I this has happened and this was super lucky and all these doors opened. And I always say as much as I'd love to take credit for all the things like the you know magic happens when we do do the intuition training and stuff, it's not that. It's that all of those doors are always there and all of those animals and experiences and things are around you. But when we open up to all of it, we see them. Right. And the gifts were always there and the person was always there and the thing and the, the accessing the abundance and everything. It's there. It's not falling from the sky when you do your 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 good work. It's not that. It's just that you're waking up and you're seeing them. Right. And so I always think about that, too. I My dad passed away 11 years ago um, and my brother recently. And my dad, the wind, it just it touches my cheek in a certain way sometimes. And I'm like, oh, my dad. Is here And then I, I always just think, you know, what do I need to know or what what is there in that connection and that awareness? Why did I become aware of him from the wind? I mean, the wind is on your face all the time. But it's because something in you is like listening to something bigger in those moments, right? Yeah. And the animals, I think, are the same. They've got a wisdom for us and the, the classic totems and stuff are always there. And you can also ask more within yourself about what is that for me? Like, what does the bald eagle mean for me? Right? And how do I interpret what other people think it is in my own way? Same with numerology and everything else. Um, but it's it's really cool, isn't it? Because it's like whether, whether it's like almost flies right in front of your face or you, something calls you to look up, it's just a cool experience, all of the intuitive ways, right? And the more we listen, the more they pop out at us. So it's like very, in some ways, very addictive because you're like, this just gets more and more and more magical. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's magical. so cool. It's yeah, so cool. Right? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Last, last week,
0: I was went for a drive to go for a paddleboard and I was driving through this neighborhood and I just thought to myself, actually, I spoke it out loud, but I was like, oh, guides, I'd really love to see some deer today. I drove around the corner and slammed on my brakes, and there were five deer in the middle. Amazing, of the road. yeah! <laughs> like, in three seconds, and I was just like, "Yeah!" <laughs> and you just laugh, and you're yeah. just like, "Oh my god!" Like, how is this real? You know? Yeah. like it is. Like, it's real. It is so totally. real.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. And that's the thing. You were picking, probably picking up on the deer and the experience, and you were like receiving and intuiting and. And part of that experience for you was maybe wanting as well, like some receiving and some creating, and then we we like notice those things, and that's it. It's it's exactly that, and it can be applied to everywhere in life, right? Is that we when we have that like awareness and we start expanding into other places and being aware of data and content and information everywhere, we start to be able to to have all those hits just like that, or preemptively kind of feel something coming at us or you know start to want to create in different ways as a result of it coming and going and that's that's so beautiful and that's that's actually one of the things that I love the most about watching new people learn intuition is um, those experiences and how much magic they're just starting to feel around them you know that's like always been there but they never could see it right
0: yeah oh my gosh like it's just it's such a I can't imagine living life in, in any other way, you know, like I'm I'm a Pisces moon. So it's like I've just always been very interested in mysticism. And it, w- it was always kind of on a surface level. And just in the past few years, it's just become such a big part of my life. And I just I, I can't imagine life any other way. And I feel like we're entering this era where more and more people are coming online and understanding that, hey, <laughs> there is something more to really? just like this life, you know? Yeah, so, exactly. You know, just the law of yeah. or the, the concept of the law of attraction and kind of the, the science base. But now people are really understanding like the spiritual aspect of it and, and are hungry for it. Totally. It's amazing.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it, amazing. It's time. Like, I really think it's time. Mind, body, soul, medicine, and oh. just talk about soul and soul, everything. It's just time, right? And people have been getting there, um, but not fully diving in or getting there. But, like, I don't know. There's been this strange, like, apprehension. But I think that that's breaking down, like, as we speak right now. So, yeah, I agree. And I feel like it's so much time for it, you know?
0: Yeah. So you mentioned soul counsel. Mm-hmm. Tell me, tell me about that. And like when you teach mediumship and, and those types of things, so there's, it sounds like there's different levels, right? So there's, mm-hmm. like, you, uh, you could start just kind of like with intuitive work. And then yeah. I feel like mediumship is like on kind of like the top aspect of that, where it's the highest level of like communicating. I, I don't know, like t- t- tell yeah. me about like the variation and the types of things people can expect if they dive into either
1: end of the spectrum. Yes. Intuition is like the cement of your house, right? It's like we need to ignite intuition and we need to teach intuition. Like I said, super broken down, very easy to digest ways so that people can just understand their wisdom. Like, is this right for me? Yes or no. And even that basic yes or no is kind of the foundation. Like, do I want to eat this apple? Yes or no. Do I want to date this person? Yes or no. Do I want to say yes to this other person? Do I want to say no to this trip? Uh, really you can find your entire alignment by asking your wisdom your intuition every day just is this just yes or no questions um learning to understand your yes and no takes some practice and I don't know I don't care. I would arm wrestle anyone like to the ground on anyone who thinks you can learn intuition without meditating. Because you can't. Like the way our mental mind is nowadays, you have to learn to quiet it and move it to the background to access wisdom for pretty much everyone. Unless they naturally have been quite soul oriented and not really have a mental mind that's Leading the ship somehow, but meditation is key, and not the kind of meditation that sit down and focus and quiet and be concentrated. No, the kind that's sit down and enter the body and learn practices to ignite intuition. It's totally different. And we have those; they're free on YouTube, like a 30-day meditation thing. But it goes along with some homework. But once you have your foundation, um, if you're a practitioner, you can teach others that foundation, and then you can use some of the ways that you interpret information and even psychic information or intuition around your clients and your work but we sort of take people from there some people learn mediumship and psychic work after intuition that's the process there other people also learn hypnotherapy to be able to help others and access like deep core beliefs that are stuck and unknown to the mind and the person that need to be removed for blocks to be removed or fears to go away sort of all the classic hypnotherapy work with inner child and regression and all of that we do we teach clinical hypnotherapy that's still accessing the soul though. So we teach it in an intuitive way, meaning the practitioner and the scripting that we use is based on intuition so that they can take the client into spaces and they can still use their own intuition as a practitioner, which is so much more powerful than just like a cut and dry m- mental mind approach to hypnotherapy. So so that's next. And then soul journey, I would say is the highest level. Mediumship is a high level experience, um, but for some people, it's no different from asking, is this apple right for me? You know they just they're connectors, so they're like, "What does the soul want to say?" He wants to say he misses his orange motorcycle. It's like so very easy for them because it's it's just a radio dial, like it's just connecting into a certain frequency where those souls can communicate. You could think of it that way. Uh, but soul journey work is, I would say the highest level work and we take clients through it. So people come to our platform just to experience soul journey. They've heard about it. Some people hear about the jokes about divorce and stuff, but they're like, sign me up. Like I want my man, you know, like I've been looking for love or whatever, but they're there really for these big reasons. Like they're bigger calling. They are there for love sometimes too. Um, but soul journey work is that I would say one of the highest level accelerated ways to heal because... We are accessing that soul. So the soul knows and the soul knows the alignment within the body and the symptoms and the like disease the person's experiencing. It knows the alignment of who they need to be with and what they need to change and who they do need to divorce or leave. It knows the alignment of all of that stuff. So when we take people into that space between lives and they can access the more pure soul stuff like the council, which I can talk about that's where the magic is for that person. And that's where their life changes fast. You know, they've done 20 years of therapy and 50,000 psychic sessions and everything else, but they aren't feeling transformation. They don't know their own answers and they don't understand their alignment. They don't know what path they should be on. Soul journey does all of that. So it's like, it requires a kind of practitioner who's highly able to be intuitive and hold space and take people to that space. But it also, which we teach over time, but it also is a journey for people for the now, because people, like you said, are ready for soul stuff. They're so ready for it. So it's just not a lot of people have put together that hypnotherapy is a soul space. And through hypnotherapy, we can take people beyond the last time that they died and into the place where they transitioned to, to look around and see what their space is like. And in that space, we have our guides and our soul members and soul pod people. And we have origin information of the kinds of origins that our energy came from and what that was like for us and how we sometimes divided or had different experiences as a soul and an energy body. We also have access to sort of like a very close soul group, closer than a pod, which I call it, but that could be two or 3000 people. And those are the ones you're drawn to in this time and you're marrying and doing stuff with often um, to work together on something or have a common goal or just, they feel comfortable. They feel like home. Um, but we have a very tight connection of wisdom as well, Usually, with something most people see as like a council or some wise beings that work with them. Um, and that council is kind of like where souls can say, Why did, what, what, what am I doing here? Like, what am I working on? What the heck is this all about? And the information that comes through that is so beautiful. And the soul that we're working with in that soul journey, like the person, they often, then have access in that space to their mom who passed and other wisdom within their ancestry, or we do a script with a bonfire and the ancestors and stuff, but they can just gather and gather and gather more information about what they're here to heal, experience, do and practice, right? Like, and be in, which is experience. That's more like what that journey offers. And then, like I said, it turns on that frequency and just the things start to arrive in their life. So that's sort of the cascade, but it all starts with cement, right? With intuition, because even for the client, we're going to turn that on before we take them into soul journey so that they can interpret well. And so that they can reach out into spaces better. We need mental mind to have had some practice going to the background. We need them to trust the process of their intuition and to understand themselves as a soul. Like how do you, you can't teach that to someone from mental mind. They have to experience that in the body and in sessions where they can understand the difference between them as a body and them as a soul, right. Mm -hmm. And how they interface and stuff. So yeah, it's like a a step-by-step process. Right. But it's definitely exploding, which tells me more all the time, like in COVID it got big and I thought that's because of COVID. But like you said, there's something going on. I think now with very specifically a real quest from people to understand themselves and their own answers. Like, I used to tell people that they needed that <laughs> and now they're like coming to us being like what you just said, Krista, like I want to know my own answers. I've just interviewed a lady and she said that she's like, I don't want to go to my psychic anymore. That's it. Like, I don't want to call her. I just, I always call her. I always know what she's going to say. I pretty much am always right, but I don't trust it. I need help. I want to sharpen it. Right. And it's like, it's just time for that. It's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, a powerful word for me is sovereignty, right? In so many different totally. ways. Like I have huge issues with systems <laughs> mm-hmm. I that across, right? Yeah. And you know, it's the same way. Like I love, 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 love the mentors that I work with, and you know, I'll still continue to work with them on some capacity. But like I was saying yesterday, so funny. It's like when you when you're ready, the the, the teacher appears, kind of thing. Yeah. I was literally in a, um, flotation tank yesterday, which you can equate to being like a liquid crystal because it's full of magnesium salt. Right. So I'm just laying there floating in the pitch black and I'm staring up and I'm talking to my guides and I'm just like, how can I actually like, tell, like, how can I see you? Like, how can I have clear communication? What do I need to do? And I would like, just kept saying it over and over and over again. And then I was just doing, you know, touching up on a little bit of research before our interview today, and I saw some of these really cool courses that you're doing about having more direct
1: communication with your
0: guides and things, and I was like, oh, okay, thank you.
1: <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Here it is. Yeah. And that's it. It's it's there for people. Like, it's there in a stepwise way, right? And that's that's so common, like… Can, how do I talk to you? What Who are my guides, right? When we're in intuition, the foundation, that's the biggest question I see from beginners who have been in there like two or three weeks, right? Where they're like, I just want to talk to my guides. I want to know what that means and what are guides and how do they feel, Um and we work through that there. We work on it in psychic work and mediumship. We work on it in soul journey. Sometimes people have that desire so much, which is so beautiful. I love that that desire. Um, that we, we do a specific script in hypnotherapy to just take you to your guides so that you can experience them. A the subconscious may paint them out as a figure or an orb or different things, but they're going to show you what they're like and show you how it feels more importantly to be connected to them. Mm-hmm. That is really powerful. And you and I could do that like, you know, next week and just hook you up. And the work to start to listen to them and explore how they feel is is really powerful. A lot of people are stuck in mental mind. So they're like, I know I have guides because I've heard, I feel them. I, I sometimes channel, I put pen to paper and stuff comes out or I write something for a podcast or I start speaking and things happen. I know they're there and I know they're working with me, but I want to know them. Like, I just want to see them. And sometimes what happens is mental mind has accidentally fixated on them being like an old wise man you know, or like a certain looking, an, an archangel um, appearing thing. And we've accidentally decided we need to see them and that they need to look a certain way, which blocks the process of like feeling them. Mm-hmm. And something that we do in hypno is we say like, when you're ready, l- let me know what you see, feel, or experience. Because if we say to, to, always to somebody, well, let me know what you see, what do you see, 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 their mental mind starts freaking out. Right. And yeah. so I always encourage people, even without diving into like foundations or any of the first steps, just feel them. Like, don't even worry about if you hear them <laughs> or see them. Like, maybe you just feel them, or maybe, which is even less tangible, you just know them. Do you just know them? Like, if they were to hold you and wrap you up for a minute, how would you feel? Do you know that feeling? And then people are like, oh, I totally do. Like, when that's happening, I know it like this way. It's just mental mind doesn't love it because mental mind is like, if at least they looked like, you know, an old wise man, I would know that they're real (laughs) right or whatever. It's that whole cascade. But you can experience them the way you already experienced them as your seedling. Just keep experiencing them whatever that means to you and then it starts to grow and then sometimes you really will see oh, I just saw purple I closed my eyes and everything was purple so that's this guide I know that that they're here and then you just have to get quiet and start listening to the purple and that guide will come through like it'll shift from just a feeling to a to a color or an experience in some other way a tingling on the palms or right yeah so you could do that right away right because you're ready you're just asking for it and it'll come you just have to keep like experiencing it in how you already have I find you know
0: Hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. But you're right. Like it would be kind of tough to get that mental aspect out, right? Because to quiet. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or when you're your ego wanting to experience something a certain way, right? Totally. Like mm-hmm. you know, some of the intuitive people that I work with, it's like they they see stuff, and I ask them, I'm like, well, who who are these guides, and what mm-hmm. do they look like, right? And yeah, yeah, they describe it to me. And I actually, I wonder what your experience is like that, too, because some people who are listening to this podcast might be like, what are these women talking about? Like, what, what yeah, are these yeah. <laughs> things, yeah. right? Yeah. I, and I think over time, it's been interpreted as like, you know, angels and, mm-hmm. you know, spirit guides and all of these different things. But I think there's like a whole variety of beings. I know mm-hmm. for myself, um, when I've asked about it, and I try not to ask uh, very very often, Um I don't know why. I, I think it's just maybe not as, as, as important, but when I have asked in the past, I was kind of shocked because there was one group that had come through who were the Orions <laughs> and then another group that were the Arcturians. And I was like, so like aliens, really? Like, is this <laughs> okay? all right. I, I, I guess that's what we're working with. Cause you know, you would think like, maybe ancestors or, you know, like, like human form ancestors, that, that, that type of thing. So like, I think (laughs) that there's a lot out there. Um, Totally. Yeah. Like, like what, what have you experienced? Like what all is out there supporting people?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Like I always talk about it, like depending on where your soul origin is, like, and that's what happens in soul journey. We go and we explore that. Um, I've learned from that that people are from all kinds of different energy origins, like, and they can sort of describe it sometimes, like that they are aware there's beings with them at home and home makes them cry. And I've, I, I can relate to that. They have had this grief and longing for something other than this embodied experience and they don't feel comfortable in their body. And when they get home, they're not elated. They're full of grief and loss and pain. And they're almost like can't speak for the time when we first touch into that home space sometimes because they miss their being so much and they miss their home so much. And this isn't this isn't their favorite place to be, like stuck in a body in the 3D here. And they've chosen it or whatever, but they feel a lot of emotion. And that kind of um, energy can kind of inhabit different things. Like there can be guides that sort of bring that energy to the closer to the person. There can be other people here who have passed who are from that same origin space. Um, who when they're on the other side, they become a guide for that person. There's sort of ancestors and guides. And within guides, you could just say there's like a huge spectrum of levels and of energies and things that can kind of be supportive. Ancestors usually feel a little more like cheerleaders, and sometimes they're burdensome. A guide would never be just saying like, you go and also dragging your energy, they would be purely there to support the journey. Um, So ancestors in the cheerleader way and in the in the burdensome way just means sometimes they have this unfulfilled thing that they're trying to get you to do. Like they really wish they could have been a doctor. So they really want you to be a doctor. Um, Or they really struggled with a certain kind of trauma. So they're kind of hanging on because you may have experienced that and they're trying to get you to heal it. Because when we heal, we heal above and below just naturally. Um, So ancestors, sometimes we need to actually release them, give them some flowers, wash their hands in the subconscious, like in a journey, um, ask them if there's anything you need to know and send them on their way and explain it to them. Like, this is not, I'm not here for your journey. I have a journey of my own. Um, that's can happen. And then the cheerleader thing is quite very common with ancestors. They're kind of like, we got you, you, you go, you know, it's very unspecific. It's very positive often. Um, but it isn't, it isn't really the same as a guide with the the necessarily most of the time I would say anyway, with the real pure insight and the high level experiences of healing supportive things, deep insight um, sometimes that psychic realm or or things that have to do with what that soul is here to experience. And most people have guides that um, truly are just sort of energetic. They they just feel like a very close energy form that's kind of like here for insight and here for support and strength, I would say. Um, they can kind of infuse energy for people in an experience like that. Like they can feel like they're helping them energize. They can feel like they're just there to love them and support them um, and give them insight. And the high level ones like the archangels um, are just a really high vibration. So they're really good at really high level stuff. Like what we just talked about with soul journey, like purpose and mission and the miracles like where, you know, cancer is healed or a whole life shift happens and it's just so epic on the other side, that kind of miraculous feeling and all of that, it, it sort of is a more angelic, usually kind of support where people are experiencing really high level stuff. But most of the time at any time, I mean, when we call them in and those of us trained in psychic work, we all kind of can tell you we can feel many, many, many like we we call them in and, or we just open to them being there. And there's all kinds of support around us all the time, which is why people, when they do this work, they start to feel less alone as well. If they have that core belief or that fear of being alone or or they were left alone or they've always had that feeling, um, they do the work and then they just start to you know, feel Like they're not alone because they're actually starting to feel the amount of support and love around them. So, yeah, it's such a good question. And it's something humans crave. Like that's when I think of for my kids too, I'm like, how do I connect them to their guides? Like right now, (laughs) because they're like eight and 10, you know, and like show them that experience of from a feeling perspective so they can stay empowered and stay connected to it and not travel the world feeling alone and scared or like they need to grip onto other people as much. Um, but it's also something people crave so much. It comes up every single training, every single person, I would say, almost want uh, really wants to be more connected to their support, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, well, this is so beautiful. Thank you so much. <laughs> so much to say. <laughs> yeah, I know. We're at the end of yeah. our time already. Yeah, yeah. But I know you and I are going to get to connect further. So I'm super excited about yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Um, but for anyone else who's listening, who has their interest piqued and wants to learn more, how, how can they get in touch?
1: Yes. The SoulStrong website is soulstronglife.com. And we're all there, the team and myself. And then drhaley.ca is where my private sessions and some of that work that I work with people on is located. But both platforms are good.
0: Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I was actually, I was taking a look at your site. Like your team is huge now. Mm-hmm. And, like, everybody yeah. looks just so amazing. Like, I love, yeah, you know, thanks. And just, like, everybody's just, like, so legit. I'm just, like, I, I, I need to know these women.
1: Yeah, they're amazing. Yeah, the community is the best part, right? It's, like, just having – we get together for retreats and, and do all the things, and they're just so special. It's, like, yes, yeah, strong calls in those people who are – like you just said, their interest is piqued because they're feeling the the pull to know – things like their guides and intuition and healing work and helping others and soul level stuff. And so it's just such a very cool community of people. It's like, yeah, the best part, you know?
0: Yeah Wonderful. Okay. Well, we'll have all of your details in the show notes. And so yeah.
1: Thanks Krista. Everything.
0: Make sure to reach awesome. out. And yeah. Thank you so much for sharing. Hayley. Of course. Yeah. The-
1: thank you so much for having me. It's great.
0: Awesome. All right, everybody. We'll catch you on the next episode. Thanks so much for sharing your time and energy with us today. We'd love to hear your feedback on how our podcast has impacted your life and are also open to suggestions for new and interesting topics. Please leave your comments with a quick review to help us grow this magical community of wellness warriors and light workers. Every month, we select one lucky reviewer to win our big magic box containing all three of our beautiful magic lattes. To connect with us further, check us out on Instagram at wild Thank you again and see you at the next episode.